So I'm going to count it in. One, two, and three. <laughs> Does that anyway. That's lead, the count in. That's the one I know. You do the one, count. One, two, three. One, two, three. What no, it's supposed three, to be backwards. backwards. Yeah, three, two, one. one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Get Into It. We're going to get into it today. We have another guest. We got another guest today. Introduce yourself. Me? Yeah. Well, who am I today, though? Am I Tootie? Am I Rod Rinks? Am I Rod Ramirez? Who, who do you want to be? I don't know. I'll just be me. Justin Nichols. Let's just have Justin Nichols be Justin Nichols for once. Yeah. No, it's Friday. He's doing wings, dude. <laughs> Come on, wings and beer, player. On Mondays, he's Justin Nichols. Rod Tootie Rinks, I think it has to be. All right, all right. And Mark Ice Roberts, for obvious reasons. We're going to have a guest here today. We're going to get into it with uh, Frankie Quinones. I get the feeling Creeper will be here today. Creeper? And, and maybe even uh, Lupita, no, what's her name? Oh, Juanita. 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 You never know. Um, let's talk about, I received an email Uh-oh. from somebody with a question Yeah. about licensing rights to do a movie about somebody's life. So, for instance, they said, I love this story about this older woman who lived this incredible life and I want to do a movie about it. I want to write a script about it. So she was like, how do I get those rights? How do I get those rights so that I can make a movie about this woman's life? Do you know anything about them? I have no idea, but I have. I want to do the movie about my great-grandfather. Right. What's, the, what's your great-grandfather's story? Pedro Jota Gonzalez. I pitched it the other day. Remember? <laughs> well, it's about... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he was, he, um, Pedro Jota Gonzalez, he was the first Mexican disc jockey in the United States in the 30s here in L.A. He was revolutionary, fought with Pancho Villa uh, at the age of 14. He uh, he got captured by the Mexican government, lined up in a firing squad, shot, left to die. Then he came over oh. here and became the biggest, like, uh, he was he was the biggest celebrity pretty much in, in Southern California. And he got so powerful that he started speaking up against the, uh, he had a radio show on the mornings. He would speak to all the migrant workers. And it's real similar to the landscape today. There was a lot of immigrants, and he was the guy because he had fought with Pancho Villa. He had be- wow. defeated the Mexican government. And now Pedro Jota Gonzalez was on the radio, and, and he would read ads. Like, there was no TV, so this, this program is brought to you by Tide, Tide, blah, blah, blah. But he started getting real political. And he wow. started saying, political. like, you know, yeah, he started saying, hey, don't let these people treat you like this. Don't let them talk to you. They need us more than we need them, blah, blah, blah. And they said, hey, but his numbers were big. So he said, hey, Pedro. Keep it down or else. He said, screw that. I'm going to say what I want. And of course, you know, one thing led to another. He got accused of rape, which he'd never met the girl before. And they took him into the station. They said, admit that you raped her and we deport your ass. And we dropped the case. He said, I'm not going to admit to anything because I've never met her. They went to trial here in downtown L.A. They convicted him 50 years in San Quentin. He did 10 hard years, and he started the first hunger strike. The girl actually came out like a couple of weeks later and said it was all bullshit. The district attorney had right. framed him and everything, and they said, inadmissible, he's gone. So after a decade, they finally released him, and then he went back to Mexico, and he wasn't allowed back in the United States until well, 70. Start, let's start from the basics. If you have somebody that you'd like to do a movie about, and they haven't made a deal with anybody, there are three different types of Rights. There's a book right. Right. There's a movie rights. There's a TV rights. You know, there's all kinds of rights that you can option. I did a movie called Strangers with Candy, which was originally a television series on Comedy Central, starring Amy Sedaris, Stephen Colbert, Paul Dinello. It got canceled. 
then I called Comedy Central and I said, I'd like to make a movie out of this. And they were like, well, it's been canceled. You know, go for it. Mm. And they said, give us, us you know, 10 grand yeah. and you can have the rights to try to make a movie. And if you make a movie, then you pay us 20 grand. So I made that deal. I gave them 10. I got financing from Letterman. We made the movie and I paid them their other 10 grand. So that's one set of rights. If you find someone who hasn't done anything like that, you could go to them with your lawyer, uh, write out an agreement that says, I want to make a movie about your, your story. And in that agreement, it says that you can write a script from their point of view about their life and make a movie about it. Once that person signs those, that contract and you make an agreement, you have the rights to tell their story. So for instance, Pedro J. Gonzalez, that's my great-grandfather, my grandmother's father. There was a movie made in the early's, in the early 80s called The Break of Dawn, which was about his life. Um, Pepe Serena, is that how you say his name? He was in oh, it. Oh, Pepe Serena. Yeah, he was in it. Uh, Tony Plana. There was uh, Oscar Ooh, Chavez. A bunch of great people. Yeah, yeah a bunch wow. of great people. But it was, it was so far ahead of its time. And there was a documentary made on him called The Ballad of a Lonesome Hero, PBS. So now it being my family and – it being made in the movie, do I still have to go get the rights from that filmmaker back in the 80s who made the movie about him? Or can I just go yeah. off of my grandmother who gives me the blessing to make the movie about if, Or told through her eyes. If you tell the story through her eyes, you would have to get an agreement from her, okay. and then she would have to tell you the story, and then you would have to write the script based on her... Her perspective. Her perspective, yeah. But the film that was made with him, the, the film Break of Dawn that was made you know, in the early 80s, it was more, it was a period piece, kind of did like his radio career, where the idea that I have, it's told from Pedro's perspective, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah. um, and which was told to me from my grandmother and yeah. some of my uncles who, I'll you know, give, were his kids. Yeah, I, which you can interpret on your own. That's what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, you can so, interpret that, you can tell a loosely based story on the on the facts as you know them, and yeah. that's that could be yours, but- and by the way, I'm not a lawyer, so don't take everything I'm saying as like, this is how to do it. But I do know that if you have the rights to someone's point of view on a story, as long as they've not made a deal before, you can make that deal and tell your story and do your script. Um, it gets a little complicated. I read an article in People Magazine about Johnny Porche, this cop who fell in love with a sheriff, you know, female sheriff. She fell in love with an inmate. And she betrayed her fiance and all hell broke loose. Now I read the article and met Johnny and we went to DreamWorks, pitched that story and sold it to DreamWorks as a movie. No script. No script. Damn. Just his pitch and the article. Now That's nice. it was his life, <laughs> not the article that we were pitching. Why can't you like have that happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> it can happen to you. Believe me, when we showed up that morning to meet with Mark Surian, the president of DreamWorks, I was certain we weren't going to sell How do you it. get a meeting with the president of DreamWorks? Don't tell me you picked up the phone and said, hey, this is no, Mark No, I didn't pick up the phone and just call. Uh, Gary Foster, who was a big producer, was our partner. Okay, there we go. Um, but we went, we pitched it, we sold it, someone wrote it. Now, they own that version that they paid for. I could still, it didn't get made, by the way, I could still go make the Johnny Porche story with a different script, as long as it's not the script that DreamWorks paid for. Oh. How long, how long does it take to expire? Does it all varies? 
if you're making a deal to make a movie, maybe it's a year or two. So the detail here is make sure that the person that you're trying to make the story about does not have an existing contract. And if they do, that it has expired and that it's no longer valid. So should I reach out to the filmmaker who made this movie in 1982? If you're going to make an exact replica of his movie, yeah. No, it's not. It's then different. then you don't have to call him. Then I'm good. No, then you're good to go. Then if the, when the chota comes after me, I'm going to you. They will. Hey, hey, Roberts told me. But based on <laughs> what? Said, but based on what? Based no, on I what? Don't. They, they can't come after you for something that you are going to tell from a different perspective. And, the, and it's a different, it's a completely different movie that I have in mind. Think about how many times they've made other uh, stories different versions a lot of times a, a studio will be making a movie about a certain person's life the very same year yeah. you'll see fox is doing a story about oh, somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. and universal is doing a story about someone well they're doing it right now the sharon they did a sharon tate <laughs> and then hillary duff did a sharon tate right yeah yeah it uh, happens all the time uh, what's the tarantino movie he's making once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. well that's really not about sharon tate though but she's in it right but but, then, but uh, and, and again like uh, this is the last example i'll give about this we'll get off of it I read an article in LA Times that Bill Plaschke wrote about this um, this young lady who loved the Dodgers and w- would would write about each game every night on her website, and she had one viewer, and it was her mom. <laughs> Die hard. Yeah. Bill Plaschke wrote an article about it, and it was really moving and really great. And the Dodgers ended up hiring her to write for them after they found out about her. So years later, I sent the article to somebody, an actress that I know, and said, I, would, I think this is a great movie to make. And she said, I agree with you. I think we should make this movie. So we thought, should we contact Bill Plaschke? And then we got a little bit further into the conversation and we realized, you know what? We don't want to make a movie based on the article. We want to make a movie based on her life. So we eliminated the idea of right licensing the story from LA times or anyone like that and mm. went directly to her and said, Hey, are your rights available? She said, yes. Now she can tell us the story of how this guy wrote an article about her and I don't need to pay for the article. Yeah. I don't need to license the article because it's, it's what happened to her. Yeah. Right. It's not about his art, although his article is beautiful, but so I, look, if you're out there, get a lawyer, find out what rights have been, optioned or contractually agreed to if money's been paid if it's expired if the thing is expired you've got no problem if you can tell it from a point of view that hasn't been exploited do that and then you're going to be free and clear bam that's what's up we got into that we got into i i wanted i wanted to respond to the email because it seemed important to this person and i just want to make sure that you know, you don't get this wrong because you could you could move forward with a deal like that and have those rights be tied up and do all of this work. Yeah. And then get shot down. Well, you know what I love about you, Robert, because a lot of people want to tell you no in this business. You just say yes. Where I get roadblocks and I start thinking, ah, oh, shit, I can't do that because this. You go, no, dude, just go make just go do it. There's let, no let the chips fall where they may. There's no no's. And our next guest. Yeah. Our good. next guest has no roadblocks. None. It's amazing. I want to introduce Frankie Quinones. 
Hey. What's up, homies? Dude, thanks for being here. No, no, thanks for having me. Man. Thanks for going to lunch. Thanks for letting me hang on to your watch for a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, come to lunch. By the way, I have this podcast. Yeah. By the way, I got your watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's the lure. Okay. I'm going to confess. I did not tell you about the podcast. It's all good. He told me last week. He goes, hey, I think we're going to get it. Frankie. I said, how are we going to do that? He goes, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Just, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Next thing I know, he comes in. He goes, hey, what do you think of this watch? I go, it's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's Frankie's. I go, what? He goes, I've had it for a year. He's going to come come pick it up. I go, oh, Roberts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to, what he I had to tell Titty, I had to say, look, uh, I, he might not do it. Like, I'm not sure. I haven't, I actually haven't talked to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a big fan. I, like a lot of people are. It's funny. I, I didn't know of you until Mario Lopez said, hey, check out this, these videos. Yeah. And then I started to realize how many people loved your videos emilio yeah. rivera who was here last week uh yeah. Tootie, all these guys everyone knew about about the videos how did you get started in the stand-up comedy uh man i just you know my mom my my mom and dad were always big uh stand-up and humor fans so it was always like either like old school funk all these music always playing or, or stand-up you know and they would let me watch it when i was little everybody you know paul rodriguez george carlin you know gabriel eddie murphy who was your all, favorite Oh, I don't know, man. That's hard for me to say. But, you know, I would say Eddie Murphy really yeah. kind of caught my eye. You know, he had the outfit and he yeah, just yeah. do with the voices. <laughs> yeah, he's just so confident. And, you know, it was, it was it was dope, man. But uh, it was just inspiring to see because my mom and dad, when I, when I was younger, you know, we lived like in a one-bedroom apartment. They would be, you know, struggling. But you don't know about that because you're a kid. You That's know, right. You know, yeah. see? So, but I, I would see how how much humor helped them. Like, you know, they could be, you know. You know, like, you know, sometimes the lights will be off, whatever. My mom put, put some D batteries in a thing and then just play some whatever, you know, play some uh, uh, comedy or some music. And I was like, damn, this stuff's really powerful. Did you so grow then, up here, Frank? Yeah, I was born in L.A. Yeah. And then uh, I lived here, I lived in San Fernando Valley when I was younger. And then I mostly grew up in Ventura County in okay. Oxnard. That's and, where I'm and, at. Uh, I'm, up, up, I'm up, not in Oxnard, I'm in uh, Ventura now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, Ventura's nice too, man. Uh, Cost the living player. More affordable. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, anywhere in Cali is expensive, man. But yeah, yeah, you want to live right here. But uh, uh, then I lived up in the Bay Area for like, man, I lived in San Francisco for uh over fifteen years, okay. and that's where I started stand up, uh, which was a good place to start. And then uh, now I've been back down here for five years. In my stand up, I do a lot of characters and storytelling. You know, did voices for my family, so naturally I started like thinking of these characters and building them out. And then I started making sketches. You know the first ones were you know not that good but, right. <laughs> but uh, you know like the first creeper what i did was maybe like i was telling you at lunch yeah. it was like eight years ago something yeah. like that and you know it's kind of over the top cholo stuff and right. then he finally got honed into like almost a believable real person like yeah. some people still to this day like oh fuck i thought that was a real person like I, know, man. I, saw, I, I saw one of the early ones where the, where you were up in a tree and there was like a confessional yeah, yeah. thing with like a with a white couple and they're exactly. like we don't know what happened yeah. and you were acting almost like crazy like uh like you were an animal or something yeah because right? well that was Cholo Whisper so that was a Cholo Whisper that's so right. he got like rescued from the the CRS the Cholo Rescue Services yeah. and uh, his family rescued him but he was you know he was wilding out he was having yeah. he just got out homie so he didn't know how to you know and then these people helping him he didn't know how to receive the help. So they had to call in the Cholo Whisperer to help it out. That's right. And so that video did all right. You know, it got up to like half a million views. So people were like, oh, you got to make another one. And I was like, dang, well, what's the next step for this guy? You know, he's got to get a job, you know, to get, you know he's going to have trouble getting a job. What's he going to do? And in that video, Cholo Whisperer, he's doing a little bit of yard workouts, you know, like yeah. a little bit. And then I was like, oh, oh, I know he could teach a workout class in the, in the backyard, you know, and just invite, you know. And so then we put out, that's when we put out Cholo Fit. 
and uh, which was kind of funny because we were just at the homie's house, and then people just happened to dr- drop by. My dad came by to drop off some, you know, tamales that I asked for the thing, and I was like, "Hey, can you guys just step in here real quick? We're gonna shoot this thing." And it was literally like that, man, just mostly improv. And then, uh, and then it was kind of like catching lightning in a bottle, man. Then yeah. we put it out, and then, man, within within that whole week, it just spread and, like wildfire. And to you know? give and some like, context to the conversation. Creeper is, how would you describe him? Yeah, I don't know, man. I would say he's a guy, he's been through a lot. He's been, seen some darkness. You know, he's got his layers of pain, you know what I mean? And uh, and he's done some, he might have done some bad things. Not the worst things, though, but I think he got to a point where he realized, like, positivity and, and, and was his way out of, you know, of surviving in the world. And not only surviving, but, you know, doing something good with it. And so that, that's why he's like, he's all about just getting people in shape. But he's also kind of... You know, he's kind of a, he's kind of still he, he kind of a loose cannon in a way that he could still go back to his old ways at any time. Like we've seen his meltdowns where he's you know getting kicked out of bars and stuff like that. It's like, oh, <laughs> dang, man. Come on, creeper. Come back, homie. Don't go back to your old ways. And drinking you know, then he, in yeah, the garage then he, 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 at one time. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, dude, he's he's, like, like, he's in grandpa's garage. Yeah, just like, get out of here. You know, like, you know. <laughs> but, you know, he always bounces back, man. So he doesn't you have can a, see he has a good heart. He just, you know, he just caught up in that life a little bit sometimes, you know. But He doesn't have a sponsor or anything. He hasn't been to AA. None, none of that, right? Yeah, no, no, no. no none no, of that. Just, you know, he just. He's OG. He he gets back in the gym. He'll get right, you know, but, but you never know, you know, it's hard out there in the world, homie. So, you know, when like- did, um, I, li- I like that every time, uh, every time he runs into someone doing some, uh, criminal activity, he's got to teach them a lesson. Santa. Uh, Santa. I love Santa. that. Like, I say, what's up, bro? What? Yeah. You know, what's funny about that video is everybody, you know, cause Cholo fit is like, the thing, but the Santa video is actually one of the most views, man, when he runs into Santa Claus. That's, yeah. Lopez and I did that for a good month. Like, he would be in the wardrobe hey, getting Santa. dressed, and I would stick my head in, and i go, Santa? Yeah, and he would start cracking. <laughs> it is funny. When he tries to pull that dude's ear off. Wait, <laughs> hey, wait a minute, those are your ears? Oh, yeah, it was another one. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations on him. It's really interesting when a creator, an actor, a writer comes up with a character that works. Because so many mm-hmm. don't. Right, 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 so many yeah, characters yeah. don't work. You try so much, so many things, and to have someone uh, that that kids can relate to. I was talking to you about this at lunch. My kid is eleven now, but when he saw the first Creeper video, he was ten. Mm-hmm. And him and I, he, I watched it with him, and I laughed for different reasons than he laughed, but he enjoyed it as much, and he would repeat the lines, and he would laugh, and then he'd want to see more. Um, so it's really cool that you created such a cool character. You have a, you have other characters. You have um, when, when did Juanita come into the Juanita, picture? Damn, she's been around for a minute, man. Maybe ten years. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. She, was she original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just based off my mom. Like, dang, you know, do your thing. You know, paint your picture and live it. You know, to everybody else. And my mom does always does these like you know motivational speeches, and then you know passes out from her wine or whatever. But, but, uh, but that was take off that. Then I got yeah, I got. I got like probably about five, six characters, you know, but, but yeah, Creeper was the one that, and Creeper's obviously my favorite, I think it's, I think, cause it's like, even be, being him, it's nostalgic for me, you know, just, yeah. and then I tap into like my father, my Nino, my cousins, just things that I grew up around. So, and then, so when I f- meet people after shows and stuff, I feel like I know them already. Cause you know, they're just like, what's up Creeper? I'm like, what's up over you? Like bring it in, you know, <laughs> they, know like, that, but, and they act like they know you, right? Yeah. 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 And, and I feel like the same way, but but also, like, I love doing the other characters also. So, and I love that, you know, Creeper's able to to bring the people in and then they see these other characters, you know, and they start following them. 
uh, and they see that I do stand up. A lot right. of people are surprised, like, dang, I didn't know you did stand up. Like, yeah, man, it was 13 years, you know. Right. It's like, so you know, I owe it to to Creeper for bringing that extra. I, I mean, you know, I've been doing my thing stand up wise and kind of building a small audience that way. But when Creeper came out, I was yeah. like, you know, there's people that show up. They're like, yeah, I was nervous, man, because you know, you go see YouTube people or something at comedy clubs, and sometimes it ain't all that. And then, and then I was like, man, you you know, you do the whole thing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I I started as a stand up. Not everybody knows that. That's great. They think yeah. I just like. Came up with the thing, but yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, props to did, Creeper on me. Yeah, <laughs> props to Creeper. Uh, what, when did the um, headset come in for Creeper? Oh man, the the, the very first. Uh, yeah, oh really? The Cholo it was the very fit. first thing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Cholo Whisper, he's just like he's in his dickies doing his thing. And, right. um, but then when Cholo Fit came, and I remember I was like. We were on the, you know, we we're in the in the backyard, and I was like, I don't say on set, but we were in the backyard, and one of my homies that I co-write with, I'm like, hey, you know what? I think he needs a headset, man. So my homie went to Radio Shack real quick, right. and this guy <laughs> little cheesy headset, and we we, ever, we even returned it after for the right. for the eleven dollars, you know, that's how, that's where we were financially at the time, you know. Right. So got that eleven dollars back, but then I had to buy another one after uh, you know Cholo Phil went viral. Yeah, it's successful, it right? Yeah. <laughs> what did you shoot it on? What did you shoot it that on? What did you shoot it uh, on? Yeah. Uh, Canon R5, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing big, nothing like. No, no. Wait a minute, the big, Canon no. 5D or yeah, the 5D. So you know, it just it looks like a regular. Wait a that's camera. a nice camera. Yeah, I'm just saying because I have one. I just shot two documentaries on a 5D, and yeah. they project. Am I talking about the right one? Yeah, it looks like a regular. It looks like, like a regular camera. camera. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But those it, are it. like two thousand dollars. Oh, okay. They're expensive. You're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't my camera. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those cameras, when 5D came out, you can actually shoot a movie on it. You can yeah. you can shoot. I mean, it, it looks good. Right? You can yeah. project it in a theater, and you'd be like two K, and it was it was a big deal. So it's very cool to do what you do is not an easy thing because you've got to shoot it, mm-hmm. you've got to edit it, and you've got to put it on, and to create that much content, it's not it's like shooting a, a movie, a TV show, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you use a crew, or do you just shoot it with a friend, or how do you do it? Yeah, well, now um, at first it was just basically uh, two or three of us. But now, you know, now I got a crew and just getting deeper in the game and developing relationships with, you know, showrunners and props people and producers yeah. and cameramen. And I usually use the same camera people I've been working with for like 10 years now. And, uh, um, you know, and then uh, so I kind of got like a team that are like my go to guys. And, you know, it just helps expedite things, too, because they know how I think they know what we're doing. But yeah. for the most part, like I, I write everything, you know, and I'll be kind of directing on this at the same time. Right. And. So you you write directly. Loyal, Holmes. Yeah. Loyal, right? How long? Does, once you shoot, does it take about a day to shoot each one of them? Yeah, yeah, about a day. And how long does day. it take to edit them? Um, it, it depends, you know. But usually we, usually about a week, I'd say. You know, because we, you know, we yeah. do some cuts, we watch it a hundred yeah. times, and then make more some cut things down. Da da da. But I mean that that was a learning process for me too, because I didn't realize how important editing was until i started having to do it you know right. myself and then it's like oh man that could make or break a sketch yeah, you know if you correct. don't edit it right you know it, it could, could make or break a, a sketch a movie every, a yeah, everything show, yeah, every, yeah. a trailer think about how trailers are made trailers like little you better get it all yeah right yeah in a world that's 80s right there yeah, you know, right? yourself <laughs> You went old school and let's get into it. What comes they up? Now? That guy died. <laughs> that guy died like the two decades ago. Wait a minute. What's the new one? <laughs> they don't. They just do the clip. In a land. No, they don't. That guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> really? What's yeah, I think so, but oh, I know he's man. gone. He's gone. Oh, <laughs> That's too bad. I feel bad. But, um, <laughs> but no, you know, it's inspiring because 
a lot of people get held up by the idea that it's hard to shoot stuff. Yeah. You know, you're sitting and there. And it, it is, you know, if you don't, yeah, yeah. Right. You can, but, but a lot you of pieces involved. You got to practice. You, you got to get out there and, and right, right. at least try it. The amount of uh, product that you're putting out, how, how many of those would you say you're doing a month? Oh, man. I mean, really not that many, I say. It depends. Some uh, a busy month, you know, we're doing like, you know, four or five. That's like a say, lot. But, I know, think that's know. a lot. It is, it is a lot. Just mo- mostly like scheduling and stuff like that. Because if you then, think about it, you're shooting it, then you're editing it, then you're putting it up. Was the very first video video you did about Creeper, did that immediately go viral? Was it like an immediate thing? No. Well, I put I put one out with him like eight years ago, like I said, and, and it was a ch- on the Cholo Whisper kind of thing, but he was, uh, you know, it, I just n- needed to get better, you know, and that was yeah. like a thing. So I took that, we took that down. I, you can't find that anymore. And then, uh, and then we redid it. Uh-huh. Um, that was like five years ago. We redid it, the Cholo Whisper, and that one, which was. is the one where he saw him in the tree. And then everybody was like waiting. So like a, it was like a whole another year after that. And then we did, you know, Cholo Fit. Right. And then that took and off. Then, yeah, man. And it, and it was funny because uh, I was doing a web series with some friends of mine and some dry, subtle humor, totally something totally different. Yeah. And then we sold the pilot to TBS and they picked it up. Wow. And then so. And I was literally, you know, Wait, I was, was busting that tables. That was with Cholofit? No, 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 no. It's um, totally different. Frankie Dry, subtle humor. Got it. I'm playing regular Frankie, you know, with some, you know, a white dude and this Armenian guy. And like, you know, it was like some weird, just getting these <laughs> weird situations. I'm almost on some like uh, like Larry David-ish kind of Wes Anderson kind of vibe yeah, on yeah. that kind of tip, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was, uh, I was doing, uh, I was delivering sandwiches, man. And, you know, in my 30s. Yeah. Like fucking, you know, I was just like, all right, man, I'm still, it's going to happen. Come on, comedy. You know, like, <laughs> you know I was like that scene better went to the family, like, get a job, get a real job and da, da, da. And no, I was no, no, sleeping on couches it's and I'm like, okay. no, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, I believe it in my heart, you know, and everything. And then, uh, and literally that day I was on my way. I'll never forget this, man. I was delivering a sandwich, some sandwiches to these college kids at UC, on the UCLA campus. Yeah. You know, we just cruising around and we eat. All right, get these sandwiches out there. And then I get, we get the call and then we're like, hey. TBS just ordered 10 episodes of this show. Damn. So Duh, homie. I feel you know, I almost wanted to just you eat, ate the, the, eat sandwich. the sandwich, homie. <laughs> and I thought about it, too. I was like, I'm going to just bite this sandwich right now, homie. But then uh, when I rolled up to homie, and I was so happy. Like, I was even, like, getting teary-eyed in the car. And I rolled up, and I said, hey, homie, you're my last delivery. Da-da-da. And it was like some dude chat. He's like, all right, dude, whatever. You know, Thanks for the sandwiches, brother. Sandwiches <laughs> on me, yeah, eh? <laughs> he totally thought I was lying, probably. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that way the car was crying. Called my mom and dad and everybody. And then, were they uh, excited? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were pumped, yeah. man. And then, but, uh, but that was funny because that happened. And then literally, like, probably less than a month after that, we put Cholo Fit out because we were already working on oh, it. Oh, so it just started snowballing. Boom, you know? And then nice. so people were like, oh, man, I hope this leads to things. And they didn't realize at the time, because we weren't allowed to announce it yet or nothing, but we were already starting to work on this yeah, sitcom, it man. It was happening. And they built a yeah, they built a replica of our apartment in this stage in Burbank, and it was time to get to work, homie. Right. So, because everybody was like, where's the next show? Where's the-? I was like, it's, oh, coming, it's, it's coming. coming. Yeah, Don't trip. But right. I couldn't tell them. Like, I'm, we're working 12-hour days working on yeah, these scripts for this exciting. TV show, you know? But So the momentum was already going, you know right. what I mean? But but then uh, after that time freed up, then I was really to just dive into right. to the character work, which is like where my heart is, you know? Like, right. I want to do... I'll take that as far as I can. That's know? awesome. So, like, so, well, congratulations on that because that's a huge success story. Has anyone approached you about doing movies about any of your characters that you created? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Sure, man. Mm-hmm. Is but, there uh, a movie in the future for Creeper? Yeah, well, I'm working on a script right now, a feature, really? and uh, 
Cholo Fit, Rise and Fall of Creeper. And, uh, <laughs> is you know, that, and uh, luckily there was that uh, Mario Lopez and I could potentially do? Yeah, very, that's very possible, <laughs> man. You know, I, I, right now my focus is I just want to get the script done and I'm, right. you know, and I'm getting help with notes from my buddy Craig Robinson, you know, who's like mm-hmm. a good friend of mine. Hopefully, you know, he'll hey, be he involved. Some, he dropped a, something. But uh, you know, I you know, I've never written a movie, so it's taking me a while. It's good. It's good to have people that have experience in that in yeah. my corner, who I appreciate because that's what helped me get the success too in the beginning. Like Mario, you know, Mario Lopez was one of the ones like that was all a trip for me, man, because I had hip hop artists and you know celebrities like contacting me directly yeah. because they loved the videos so much. And then they were even diving into other characters like, you know, Afraduchi, my party guy, and Juanita Carmelita. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, damn, you got all this in? Like, damn, what's up? You know, it really like, it really helped me out and gave me some self-confidence, you know, because yeah. I, I went from, you know, you know, like I said, you know, just trying to make ends meet to, yeah. to now you got Mario Lopez like Sandwich reposting delivery. my video on yeah. his Instagram, you know. There's like familia texting me like, hey, Mario Lopez just tweeted your video or whatever it is. And I'm like... Dude, what a that's trip, what's man. Up. Yeah, 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 I know. Like, that's, that's what's up with me. That's really cool. But then dude. there was even like, even like uh, uh, Paige Hathaway, you know her? She's like a big fitness like, star. She yeah. reposted the video. And she don't like, there's these people that don't like repost videos. They right. just post like their own stuff. Yeah. They were like so into it, you know? And I, I was sending all these people big thank yous. Like French Montana's people had me, flew me out to to vegas to surprise him on new year's because he loved yeah love creeper so <laughs> much dude it was crazy wow. and i came out surprised him what's up and he's like oh what like, you know to see like these stars being starstruck like something like that. It, was, it was just like it was mind-blowing man it was an exciting time you know? it still is so exciting cool. but i'm just saying yeah. like but I'm, it's still fun oh yeah man it's fun i'm always just trying to show different levels and different sides to all the characters you know and creeper to just you know, that's why the Santa thing was so good because it wasn't a workout video. It was just, it showed an emotional side to him. So it was like, that was when a lot of people were starting to hit me up about, dude, you got to do a movie. That looks right. like a scene out of a movie. You show me. It could be a and Christmas like, movie. We're, by the way, we're talking about the Santa video. Did you do more than one Santa video or was it just I did. One? Well, we did a, I did another Seriously. Christmas song. It wasn't as good as a Santa one, but he right. runs into the elves. Right. Yeah. But, uh. My that I mean, it, and th- thinking big and dreaming big. There's inspirations like you know Ernest or like you know even like Larry the Cable Guy or like if I could make just make the first successful uh, you know Cholo Fit or Creeper feature, right. then we could tap into that. You know Creeper saves Christmas, Creeper right. Halloween. Yeah, Creeper, dude, like, I think be, yeah. I think he's capable. Of, dude, I think he's very capable. Of well, doing I think it's that, bigger. You know, I think so more like Rocky Balboa right. level <laughs> player. Come on. Well, I think you've tapped into the imagination from kids to adults. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool. And I think when you have something like that, you got to give the world more. You know, you're probably going to write a great script. I, mean, I, I mm-hmm. found that comedians are the best writers anyway. Oh, right on. Man. I'm just going to throw it out there. I lost 40 pounds in eight weeks, player. That's <laughs> right. From tubby to tutty. Yeah. We documented it on Extra. <laughs> I got up to, I, I was 170, and then we went on an affiliate tour, me and Lopez. And then I just they said, hey, would you be interested in like doing like a weight loss thing? And I said, hell yeah. And so we were on the East Coast. And Lopez said, Tony, you should get as fat as you could possibly get. I said, all right, let's do it. <laughs> it was around That's the easy. Let's do it. Okay. Dude, I got all the way to 201. Oh, Yeah, wow. and then they said, okay, now you got to lose the weight. But no, I went from 201 to 161 in eight weeks. That's uh-huh. what's eight up. Eight weeks? That's what's hey, up. Hey, yeah. I was on the creeper tip. <laughs> Gained it all back. Gained yeah. all the way back. <laughs> no, I'm not two pounds under 201. Come on, give me a break, Nichols. 
It's uh, funny, man, because I, I catch myself. I got to stay in so much shape, too, or else, like, you know, a creeper can't be all out there like that. You're going to be back in your grandpa's garage. What's next for you? What are you doing? Man, I'm trying to finish that script, and then uh, we're working on this show called Victor and Valentino on Cartoon Network. Uh, oh, I do a few right. voices on there, and uh, just got picked up for another season, so we've been working on that. And then uh been touring a lot right now, so... We're hitting the road. I got a little break right now. We just finished a six-week run, but now we're about to hit the Northwest and then hit Texas and hit, you know, the East Coast and all that. And um, I mean, you're an awesome success story, dude. Yeah. You're oh, a really it's... cool success story. I think it's very cool that you came in here to talk to us. I think uh, a lot of people could uh, you know, appreciate that, you know, you can come you can come from uh, wherever you're at. And, and uh, if you have ideas and you have a, a drive for being funny and entertaining people, it could be done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, homie. You could do it. Can we have uh, Creeper on for a sec? Yeah. So, Creeper, uh, dude, amazing success. Congratulations on all you're doing, dude. All right, homie. Thank you. I appreciate that. What do you, can you impart some knowledge you know, to the people that are listening to you that are your fans? Oh, homie, I just say, hey, thank you for the support or whatever, because it really means a lot to me, homie, because without you, like, who knows where I'd be, homie? I'll probably be out there wilding out or maybe, you know, back in my one-bedroom apartment and everything. And I don't want to live like that no more, homie. You know, so, uh, you know, just stay positive. Keep doing your thing. Thanks for representing for Cholo Fit. You know, because I'm going to keep representing for you, homie. That's what's up right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, man. What, what about the haters? What do you have to say to the haters? I mean, homie, do something better with your time, man. Eh? You know, focus that energy. Don't wait. It's a waste of time, homie. You know what I mean? To just just hate. You know, whether you hate it on me or somebody else, you know, but actually kind of sometimes I'm grateful to provide that because sometimes haters, they need to hate to get through their day, you know, and it's like, hey, if I'm out there and I'm something that you can hate on, like real haters, they feel good about it, homie. Like don't say something negative online, like, hey, fool, you ain't nothing, you're a disgrace or whatever. And then they feel good. Like, dang, I told that fool, I'm gonna go make a sandwich now. Like, all right, cool, move on, you know, and it's like, dang, congratulations, but that's kind of sad or whatever, you know, so, but just try to find more love in your heart and just like direct that negative energy, do something good with yourself, homie, because I'm sure... When haters hate, they're like holding up a red flag on me, or they're just holding up a flag that just says I'm hurting, you know. So please, you know, help me. So hey, qu- quit hating, quit hurting, and do something good, homie. That's what's that's, up. That's a good message, man. That's a great message. That's a gift, bro. That's a gift. Um, and what's Juanita up to? What's her story? Oh, you know, she's just doing her thing, like working at her salon, trying to spit, you know. Just handle business. That's what's up right there. So, Juanita, you uh, do you do nails? Do you do hair? Like, what's a... Yeah, I do hair, you know. I can do some nails a little bit, but mostly hair. Yeah, and I just got my man on check, you know. I, we're connected <laughs> on the Google calendar, so, you know, I just keep an eye on him, and I keep it moving, you know. <laughs> Dude, I, I did a surprise attack visit on you. Yeah, I brought you up here. You didn't know? You didn't know, but thank you for coming up. And, that skills and, right and there. With, it is. Dude, right. It is. Uh, thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for. Oh, thanks for having me, man. For, uh, for inspiring some people. I'm glad we got into. It. We got into it about a lot of stuff. It. We got into it with Creeper. We got into it with Juanita. And uh, and uh, and you heard it here, man. We might be producing your movie. Hey, yeah, you yeah. never know. I'm not going to commit know. you to anything. But don't forget, yeah. I can lose weight, player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us today on uh, Let's Get Into It. Get we in. got into it with Frankie Quinones, and if you want to see Frankie Quinones, dude, you can go to YouTube. You can go to what's where can they find your videos at? Yeah, man, just go to YouTube. Uh, type in Frankie Quinones or or the Funny Drop or uh, Cholo Fit. 
but oh yeah, if you don't know how to spell Quinones, you just put Frankie Q. I'll pop up in there. <laughs> oh, you got to go, man. It's too good. Too good. Well, thanks for being here. We'll see you guys next time on Let's Get Into It. Thank you, guys. Damn, my jaw hurts. <laughs> that was so happy, right? We've never had my such a happy hurts. one.